tuned to TerryWilson3.com, home of TW3. Are, are, are you ready to take your money, business, and life to the next level? You are worth more, and you're about to hear how and why. So buckle up and listen up as we journey to the next level. Please welcome your guys to reach your goals, the TW3 family. family. Here's your host, Regan Wilson. Hey, everybody. This is me, Reagan. You are listening to the TW3 Podcast. This is episode 541. Um, today, we're going to be talking about seven ways to encourage others to take responsibility. Wherever you might need to leave for this one. Yeah. I'll be <laughs> least qualified. <laughs> this might sound uh, like backhanded compliments, right? Like, How do we encourage other people to be responsible? Well, I think, I think the uh, idea here is if you're in management or yeah. in leadership or running a business, of course, you want your team to take on as much responsibility as possible. Yeah. So it's, it's not as a social commentary. It's more of a business commentary. Sure. But yeah. also socially, <laughs> some of you could do better. Yeah. yeah. Could you carry your own weight? Just, just, just say it there. Yeah, like if, for instance, if you like to drive slow, there's a lane for you. There's a, there is a lane mm-hmm. created just for you. But I like the left. Uh, yeah. So if you've ever worked with a team of people, then you know that some are more likely to take responsibility than others. Uh, this isn't always by choice. In fact, sometimes it can be because some people don't want their jobs or their responsibilities. Uh, but wh- whether it's a matter of choice or not, many people will never become responsible in the way that you want them to unless you do something about it. So we've got seven ways to encourage others to take responsibility for their actions. Yes. Um, so look, should we just get started? Just just go. Well, I, I think that we ought to put some caveats up here up front. <laughs> Who are we talking about? We, is, this is in the con- this is in the context of business, and I, you know, honestly, I, I genuinely feel this way. If I can become a person that is willing to shoulder more responsibility, mm-hmm. and if I can, as a leader, encourage others to shoulder more responsibility, my potential is unlimited as far as what I can do and 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 go and what what sort of a compelled this sort of topic was I was talking to a mutual friend of ours that was reminiscing about something that happened that's well published in my book but the details of it is not about you know our failure back in 07 08 and how the the um the economy and all that and how it sort of just swallowed our business up put us in a pretty tight spot but this person had intimate knowledge of, of us, our family, and our friends and colleagues and that whole situation. And they were giving me a compliment in that they said, you know, I never heard you blame so-and-so for this. Mm-hmm. You just sort of just – and I, I took the compliment and I appreciated it because they kept encouraging like because this happened and this happened and so-and-so. But, you know – and it got me thinking. I think sometimes when you hear Reagan, you need to be more responsible. River, you need to be more responsible. There is a natural human um, sort of a knee-jerk reaction to like you don't understand, and you want to go into justifying immediately mm. why you know I'm not going to take, but I'm not willing to take, but this much responsibility, and then you. Just a human, and I'm not, I, I do it too. We all do it. We all, when we're faced with, do we take ownership in a situation? It's human nature. It goes back to the book of Genesis when 
God came to Adam and says, why did you eat of that, you know, that tree? And what does he do? He sh- immediately, what was that woman you gave me? Mm. You know, it was, it was her fault. She, you know, and then of course she's blaming the snake, sure. you know, so it's just, it's since the beginning of time, it's you. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not all my fault. <laughs> Then the snake's like, hey, you put me here, man. Hey, hey, hey. I, you know. Hey, I don't have legs. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I was cast down to the earth. But it is just, and so I think when people hear people like me or other people start saying, take on responsibility, be more responsible, there is a temptation to either A, say, uh, well, you don't know my situation, or B, you're just some sort of fill in the blank as far as whatever derogatory thing that they could call me, whether it be my gender, mm-hmm. my my race, my uh, religion. You know, we'll all just go to well. If I was a you know middle aged white guy yeah. in the South, I would believe the same thing that it was you know. In other words, they don't want to hear the 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 message behind this. To me, is not a message of condemnation and putting on people Mm. the message is everything that you're telling yourself as far as why you are in a situation or why you feel about certain things a certain way could be 120 percent justified yeah it hasn't i'm not undermining and i'm not belittling i'm not marginalizing you could be and I was thinking about this going down the road, and I don't want to be too graphic, but you could have been the most abused person in the world that had this horrible background of all of this type of abuse. The message is the same. I get it, but take responsibility for your life. You can't control. You cannot control what other people have done. Yeah. You can't control the situation and the life you were born into. There's so many things that you cannot control. Mm-hmm. I get it. So let's just get that out on the table right now. Sure. But there are so many things that you can control, and it is going to be to your best benefit to adopt a mindset that says, I'm going to be responsible from henceforth out. Right. I I might have started this race, uh, you know, know, 40 yards behind everyone else. But from here on out, I will 110% own wherever I'm at. And if you can adopt that, it's, well, it's, it's to everyone's benefit. It is that real quick. Number one, is my camera still okay? The light is, it went off. I think I've got some sort of a problem going on. Maybe a short. Yeah. Short in here. Sorry not to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Thank you for saying something. Okay. It looks like it's flashing again. We'll see. Um, we'll see how this comes (laughs) out. Um, no, you mentioned that we're coming at this in the in the context of, you know, business ownership. But there's a philosophical... But there's philosophical under, reasons. Yeah. And I think part of the reason this podcast works is because you have to, us two idiots on here. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> you have we have you who's... I mean, let's just be honest. We talk to mostly business owners, right? We're yeah. talking to entrepreneurs. That's the main audience. But there's still, you know, there's those that are, are workers right now and they'd like to transition. I mean, mm-hmm. and so I think that's where maybe I and River can come in a little bit just from the worker standpoint because you've right. owned your own business for the last... 20 years and there is a real reward a real risk to return ratio when mm-hmm. it comes to taking responsibility and i think it's also important to you know another preface on top of a pre- preface and preface, and preface. <laughs> but, caveat this thing to death right but i i don't think uh, i want it to be clear taking more responsibility doesn't always mean taking on more task 
or just more work. That's not what we're saying. Take ownership right. of your product, but what that's, you produce. But people need to hear that too, because I know in today's culture, and I'm guilty of it and probably more than anyone, but you, you get frustrated with maybe you know your work-life balance or whatever's going sure. on at your job, and you go, well, but I don't want to hear more responsibility. I'm not being paid enough for what I do as it is. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying go into work tomorrow and then take on all the roles and have it be that way the next week too. Like What we're saying is be in charge of yourself. Take yeah. ownership of what you do. If you know what your role is, do those roles to the best of your ability. Because yeah. realistically what happens is you set yourself up for opportunity more times than not. Not always, but, well, you know. The the bottom line is you might be in a place where the, the ownership is horrific, mm-hmm. the management is toxic, the culture is, is hellish. Sure. That all might be true. But if you'll go ahead and adopt the mindset that I'm going to own my my well-being, my product, they'll never be able to say, I don't show up on work on time. Right. I don't produce what I'm supposed to produce. Are you doing the best to what you can do? All you're yep. doing is creating habits mm-hmm. that eventually you're going to be in a situation, if you're in enough situations, mm-hmm. I mean, just mathematically, statistically, you're going to finally find yourself you know, Les Brown has a famous quote. He says, I'd rather be prepared for an opportunity I don't have than have an opportunity I'm not prepared for. Right. That's great. I love that That's quote. Good. Yeah. So wherever you're at, whatever situation you're in, yeah. go ahead and develop those habits right. and those mindsets that I am being rewarded for this, even if you're not. Well, think like you're saying, you're picking up all these good habits. Let's say you switch jobs doesn't change all the good habits you've created exactly all you've done is set yourself up better in the future because number one if you were really good and you've got good habits and you've you know you've displayed that you're responsible which is a reflection of your character which is a saying on your integrity the person that owns that business is if it's a a good business they'll see that if it's good leadership they'll see that right and so you know let's say you hate the job that you're doing you don't want to put in all that extra effort or work but you've got a better reference there might be a position that comes up in the future because I know I've seen it in the company I'm with now and the companies I've worked for. The people that had favor were the ones that got rewarded. You yeah. know? And is it always fair? No. But, no. but the thing is, what are we talking about? It's like, what can you be responsible for? Well, and then if you find yourself in a bad situation, I mean, there this is a double-edged sword. But let me just say, you chose where you work. Let me see. What? You chose to work there. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's Sorry, other I places. I was making a Charles Barkley joke. Oh, I got you. Well, I'm just saying. So that that sounds like you're condemning someone, but right. here's here's the other here's the flip side. The flip side is the freedom of choice. Yeah, you have the choice to unveil yourself. There. You just start, at the moment you say, "Hey, I can do better." Than this I'm worth more. Yeah. The moment you get that inside of your, you know, what have I told you guys from since y'all were little until are you hearing me? I, you know, you train people how to do what. Treat you. Treat you. <clears throat> and the moment you believe you're worth more and you carry yourself in that posture, you're not going to accept, you know, I'm going to treat everyone well. Sure. I've made a decision before I met you, I'm going to treat you professionally. Yep. And I demand the, exe- the exact same. Right. <laughs> I mean, I just do. Sure. And if you don't want to, that's fine. But our meeting will be short. And these meetings will be more difficult than yeah. they could have been for both of us. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. So that's just, it's a posture It's yeah. a, that's informed by a mindset that is undergirded by a belief system. Mm-hmm. You know, and if we work on our beliefs and we work on, you know, who we are, why we are, what we're about. And to add to this a little bit, um, 
I'm, we're about to get into the list here, but some of the strongest leaders, because everybody talks about leadership types and leadership personalities and training people how to treat you is something like you said, you have always told us, yeah. but I've seen it in the workplace, particularly, and maybe this is, you know, pseudoscience, but I, I, I see this more in women Yeah. Um, and, and they're better at it too. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Agreed. part of that is too, though, they have developed good habits because number one, being a woman in a workplace has not always been the equal right, right. playing field that we may see it more as today. Not right. to say it is, but just more sure. so. Um, it's better than before. And so what they've had is this opportunity to, I don't want to say opportunity because like you've had the opportunity to be treated poorly, <laughs> but, but in the sense that they've got- They've been in the gym. The, exactly. <laughs> Mentally, they have worked it out. They go, no, there's a way I will be talked to by everyone here. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it, you know, young petite like small women that don't have a lot of physical uh, dominance i guess you could say yeah but they run the ship right from top dog to littlest dog everybody is going to talk to them a certain way because they have trained everyone hey this is how i will address you right i expect the same in return right some of the people i've been most scared of in my life were women because and i well, think it's and, just that and there is an overreach there and i, I and i was i was just thinking that there's this uh common that wasn't a dig, by the way. That was more of... Oh, I know, I know, but I'm about know, to make yeah. a dig and it has nothing to do with women, but it has to do with you you're, You take that posture too far and we call sure. it short man's disease. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you ever met a guy that is... Yeah. Overcompensating. It's overcompensating, a little petite, and all of a sudden it's just like everything sure. is an issue when it shouldn't have been. Yeah. yeah. There right. is a posture carry like I demand respect, but sure. then there's this overreach where you're just like being a jerk. Right, yeah. sure. You know, so you got to be careful there yeah. too. Yeah, and I'm sure we've all... We know what we're God talking about. God knows we've all done it. We've, done all, it. we've <laughs> all dealt with these type of people, yeah. but yeah. just more so in the sense that... It, it's true. So there's all the caveats. And so these are seven ways I'm telling you, if you're, if you're managing a team, if you're encouraging a team, if you're, if you're responsible for building a team, I have found these seven ways are some great ways to encourage people. And let's go ahead and, and just throw it out there too. I mean, you're going against human nature from day one, nobody, you included, me included, my, the leadership, no one ever wants to take on responsibility. It's just because the moment I accept responsibility, then there's a demand for change that has to take place. Yeah, You know, and change is always difficult. I mean, it's easy for me to say McDonald's made me fat. It's easy for me to say that damn cruise we just came yeah. off of made me 10 be, pounds heavier. To be fair though. But kind of did. <laughs> it made me fat too. It created an environment that was very difficult. You know, Fat Terry woke up and said, Ooh, they got this. And I, you know, and I was good. Hey, I was good. They until, put the burgers right beside the salad. Are you kidding me? I was good until they came to your table saying, Would you yeah. like some ice cream? And that's that's entrapment. Exactly. Well, they also well, what come, am I supposed to do? They come to your table and say, Would you like something else on top of that entree? <laughs> and you go, Well, I would like to try the New York strip. Yes, thank you. <laughs> How did you know? After two bowls of strawberry ice cream. Yeah. So anyway, you know, you're going against human nature. You're going against uh, what's popular in society today. One of the, the commentaries that you will hear me, and I'll be the old guy if I have to, but I hate where we have codified and almost rewarded this whole victim uh, culture yeah. here. Not to say that there haven't been, but it's an overreach. It's yeah. just too far and everybody, you know, if you don't have a safe space and don't say this or you'll trigger me and yada, yada. It's just nonsense. It's just absolutely nonsense. So with that being said, that's the environment we're all trying to manage and build teams in. Right. That will 
we'll, we'll take on responsibility. Own responsibility. We've set the box. We've now let's set open the it. box. Let's open it up. Number one, help them get a vision for excellence. I found that the best way to encourage others to take responsibility is by helping them get a vision for excellence. Help them see what it looks like, it feels like, and experience the benefits of being excellent. Here are some steps you can take. Number one, show them how excellence will help them. Uh, you know, I, I love that because everybody's definition of what excellence is is going to be different. Mm -hmm. uh, by being very clear, this is what it means to be excellent at your work, at, at your job. When you can get a clear, concise, here's, here is, here are our top performers and here's what they do and here are the activities that they do and here is the re rewards and you can, you can sort of, you know, it's not some sort of mysterious, you know, uh, you know, word that no one understands, some sort of abstract idea. Mm -hmm. And I find that leaders don't want to get the, the leaders that don't want to get clear on what excellence looks like, they want to keep it, you know, ambiguous is the leaders that want to sort of manipulate. Mm -hmm. And you cannot be a good leader if you know, I hate terms like, well, I just don't feel like you're on a, the proper career trajectory. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. You know, all of these vague overarching terms yeah. that have no specific, specific, spe spe they're not specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, careful. careful. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you know, what does it mean? These are the metrics. Mm -hmm. This is what it looks like. So big help get a vision of what excellence is, you know. And as a leader, it's your job to paint that picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I would say the best leaders I've ever had have always been the ones that we we would call it shadowing. Yeah. But it was somebody that could literally take you by the hand and be like you know, we, you go over it verbally. These are all the things that we do, and this is why we do it. Yeah. You give them that why. Here's here's the purpose behind why we do this stuff. But then you show them how, and the how is really important too. Because for somebody like me, I I see it by example. I have to I have to either do it myself or literally watch you do it. Otherwise, I it goes out the window. I wasn't listening. Um, right. So having leaders that do that and they go, okay, we've talked about it. I've shown you the why. Let's get into it. And then you see them do it step by step. Oh, we just talked about holding people accountable for their time, right? We talked about, you know, managing people right. and doing excellence. So, you know, time management. Right. Did, how, what, how long did that person spend on that task? Right. Okay, how long do we realistically think that task should take? Right. Okay, so whose responsibility does that fall on to correct that or at least light the way? Clarity, clarity, yeah. clarity. Yeah. And so right. just going through those, and, and it is a little bit arduous. It is time consuming. Sure. It, it takes mental and physical energy to do that, but you're better for it in the long run absolutely absolutely uh but there's got to be that reconciling of what excellence is mm -hmm. because i you know i might think and, and you're speaking to communication styles you like things illustrated you want to yeah. you want to see a picture yeah i'm a word person i want to hear the language mm -hmm. you know we, we all have communication styles that are different mm -hmm. but you got to find out what that communicational style is to that person and you got to meet it you know, and if you can't find someone on your team who can, right, right, uh, and then uh, be really, really specific on what this looks like. Don't leave it up to well, you should know. No, people, you know, because maybe your personality, you're agreeable like River here, and so your definition of excellence is well, it's got this this culture of you know it's easy going everybody gets along there's a cool vibe to it it's just a nice place it's a fun place and that's your vision of excellence but the leadership the management no our vision of excellence is we hit these numbers 
dollar amount. This is what we get every day. Yep. You know, we get these results from feedback from customers when they leave our restaurant or our business or whatever. And so, you know, their 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 definition is different, and it doesn't make yours wrong and theirs right. It just means if you're in leadership, yep. you got to understand everybody's got a different definition. Right. So you got to get them. You got to. You have got to paint the picture. And when we're talking about taking responsibility too, um, that's borderline we're talking about managing how do you manage people yes if you're if you're wanting to get others to be responsible and by definition you are trying to manage someone right? right and in that process you think of what management means and that is at least the way it was explained to me in most businesses i've been in they say you know to be a manager to be a leader your goal is to get the company's vision and their goals in line and in tune with the goals and what the workers want, right? Right. And so you were talking about communication styles, but that's incredibly important because how are you going to, how are you going to line those visions up? How are you going to line those needs and those wants up if, if you're talking past each other? All the time, right. Yeah. So, so getting on that same page. Number two, expect excellence. Now, that sounds, you know, cliche even, and uh, maybe even just like a throwaway line, but you can't expect something if you don't believe in it. And you, if you do believe in it, then it will help it make it happen. So you've got to, you got to set goals that you genuinely 100% in your heart of hearts believe it's obtainable. I think you guys have had an experience where uh, management had given you this picture of goals, expectations, and you knew on your best day when everything went 100% right, there was no way to meet it. So what does that leave to? What what does that leave you at to? Well, I know in the case of what you're talking about, it leaves the workers feeling like enough is never enough, right? They're yeah. never meeting the goal, which never leads to satisfaction, which never really leads to uh, a happy... It's hopelessness. Exactly. It's a hopeless work environment. It's a hopeless work going, environment. I can try harder, but nothing, you know, comes back my there way. There is never any reward. Right. Which and, we'll get more into that by three and... Uh, five, but yeah, sure. But you, you have got to be able to expect the, the, the picture you painted, mm -hmm. you have to be able to expect that it can be, yeah, it can be met. And so you've got to factor in, okay, what is realistically all the obstacles seasonally, mm -hmm. uh, economically, you know, culturally, what are all the, the headwinds that my business, my product, my goods, my services, what could they potentially meet on a day-to-day -day basis? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then I, I like that one, well, you know, one more attitude. Yeah. I, I'm listening, of course, these trainers and everything. And they say, okay, when you do your reps, do one more. Yeah. You know, so that's where I set my personal goals. And I believe that is a great metric to go by. Yeah. You know, if, if we can typically on November's, we typically do this in our business then let's just do a little bit more mm -hmm. and set that as our ex because it's got to be something that you're reaching for that it's, it's an effort to get there right that's what excellence should be and it shouldn't be something you can just phone in and it's 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 no because there's no growth there right yeah now i mean you're you know the way you're talking about it I, we've had private conversations i won't bring up any names but like we've talked about good leaders that yeah. i've really enjoyed and part of what they've done is a little bit what you did there which is they thought ahead so the person that was expecting excellence they were expecting it in a way that it was attainable, like you right. said. It was that forward thinking, like, well, these are what our sales numbers should be, but we also have, you know, in the case of like a restaurant, oh, we've got this many students probably going back to school, we're gonna be short labored, so let's 
tamper that down a little bit because last year we were here. And we're going to have this surge because of high school football games this day. Right. You should be able to predict. And the thing is, my favorite leaders, you, you, you know, with number two, we're talking about expecting excellence. That that comes in the form for what I saw um, internally. They themselves wanted excellence. Yeah. It had nothing to do with, you know, who might own the story. It had nothing to do with who might be working that day. It was they themselves knew I'm responsible for the shift. I'm responsible for these people. I'm responsible for the raises they get at the year. So let's put a best foot forward to make sure we're giving a great quality product, whatever it right. was, you know. And so, at least for me, if, if you can embody excellent, you expect it of yourselves. If you're a leader, that that transcends. People Absolutely. Go, that guy he wants it that way because that's how he is. He he expects that of himself because it shows through in your work. You yeah. Know? But if the goal here is to get people to want to take on more responsibility, mm. then you have got to make the vision of excellence you painted something that can be expected to be obtained. Mm. And I think some of the, the negative things that you guys have experienced, one of the things, I'm not making excuses, by the way, uh, you know, because some of the things are on you guys. Sure. But, and on other people. Most of it was on me. Well, I'm just saying, but <laughs> we're talking about how to be a strategic leader mm. and how to get people to buy in. You're already going against human nature. You're already going up against uh, a attitude that society is saying, oh, that's for the old fuddy-duddies, the boomers and the people, blah, blah, blah. This is a new world. You've got all these reasons and rationales of not being responsible anymore you know we you got all of this political feel like bad theology is out there now psychology is out there you've got all of this headwind and then you're trying to manage this team you're trying to grow this team that your 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 pathway to more profits in your business is getting them to shoulder more responsibility and if the uh, expectations that you have set that this is what I think excellence is, if it's totally 100% out of reach, and you know it is, then no wonder no one will ever, even the people that is more entrepreneurial-minded, even the people that is more of a go-getter, no wonder they will never reach for that one more rep. Yeah. Well, you lose, you, you, like you said earlier, it's, it's hopelessness. And when people reach that stage, it's, just, it's like a ticking time bomb. You know, you may be able to get away with setting an unattainable goal two or three times. And honestly, setting unattainable goals, but then, you know, we I think it's in five here, reward responsibility. Mm -hmm. I, I think you can reward your employees as well after, you know, setting an unattainable goal. And if you knew it was out of their reach, but they still gave their best, if you can reward that and say, hey, I'm still proud of the work we did. We did all these things. I think next time if we fix these two areas, we could probably, like a coach of a basketball team, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But how many times have you also seen in, still using the sports analogy, the players just get fed up of the coach. Yeah. It's like, well, I'm tired of running your scheme because it never works and then I get pitched out as soon as right, I get right. back to the bench. It's like you're losing that, you're losing trust. You yeah, know? I don't trust your system anymore. Right. And I, I, if I'm going to get griped at anyway, if I feel like the system is going to lose anyway, right. then I'm not I'm going not putting in the effort. I'm not going <laughs> to potentially break my leg out there yeah. and come back yeah. and get, you know. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to take a respite somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so number three, lead by example. So huge. So, uh, guys, if you're going to lead a team, if you're going to manage a team, if you're going to have influence over a community, you know, the reason why I believe TW3 has sustained itself over 14 years is because uh, I'm not promoting any product, service, 
methodology, system, or anything. I don't use myself. Yep. I mean, this the, the our lead generation marketing system, our techniques, our business models, everything we do is nothing more than, hey, this is what I'm doing. Here's how I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, follow the example I'm or do your own thing. But at the end of the day, no one can say I'm selling, you know, pie in the sky, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, I mean, it's it's just it's standing behind what you do and what you believe in, which is absolutely definitely by definition of just integrity. Yeah. Can you stand behind your word? You yeah. Know? And uh, there's a reason we put our name on it. You know, I'm not hiding behind some sort of brand. I had to, you know, this, and this happens every stinking year. Talking about being a prognosticator of, you know, what your business is doing, where it's going. You know, every year, you know, there's everybody around this time of year is wanting to earn extra income. Why? Because sure. Christmas is coming. So what are they doing? They're going to pick up side hustles and everything. Right. And we, because we're out there in the biz op space, sometimes we pick up some of that traffic of people and that's fine. But we've, we can say it till we're blue in the face. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. The moment you learn these tools and techniques and can use the technology we're giving you, it could happen next week. It might be next year. It might be next 10 years. I don't know because I don't know how quick you can pick the thing up. You know, I just know it works. Yeah. Once you start using it the way we teach you, it will work. Right. Um, but inevitably, uh, you know, with all the caveats out there that you can put with all the things you're going to have – and so we've we've picked up a few hundred uh, uh, new clients and affiliates and reps and stuff like that in the last you know three months, and out of that I had a negative feedback yesterday. Sure. And uh, uh, guys, his his online avatar was I won't use the real one, but it was pretty much like uh, Mister Get Rich Quick. Mm. You know, he used different language, but the language he used was pretty much. Right. That's a that, was, sen- that was his. That's a sen- synonym for his online uh, uh, avatar. Oh, okay, the name he called himself. Gotcha. That he left uh, get rich quick, and uh, he says uh, something about TW three has been scamming people for years. Uh, no integrity. Uh, something else. And he says all that stuff under a, a, an avatar that's not his real name. Uh, oh, it says I'm trying to I try to weasel. Uh, if I as man of integrity, I'd give him his money back. And this, and he just trying. I'm trying to weasel out of giving him his money. He called me weasel. This and that. Nah, yeah, whatever. I don't care. But it just, the, the irony is, he's calling my name in integrity when I'm doing business under my name, and he's got some sort of avatar. He's hiding. Right. His, he says I'm trying to weasel out of giving. What the only person weaseling is someone that's trying to break a contract that they signed. And it's not that we're trying it. We didn't even take his money. Right. And someone else did. It was a rep of ours. Well, that would require an understanding of how the system works. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then when you pay to have developers build a website for you and then pay a hosting company for a year's worth of hosting, that that goes to them. It don't go. But he's mad because of all. No, no, no. That went to your bank account. You have the servers in your closet. I know. (laughs) So anyway, you know. I just scratched my head. Print the money from the server right now. I scratched my head, and, and, and here's here's my attitude toward the whole thing. This guy is going to go from business opportunity to business opportunity to business opportunity to business opportunity, and he's going to fail. Not because he's a bad person, not because he's stupid or there's an intellectual problem. It all has to do with this one philosophical thing that we're talking about right now, and that is taking on responsibility, ownership of your decisions. Right. right. 
because I actually know who this guy is. Sure. Uh, and because there's only one person. I, and so I went back and I looked and he hasn't done anything on his website. His website's blank. He yeah. bought hosting and all this. Didn't do anything. He got his app. There's absolutely no activity. No leads. No anything. Right. He's done nothing. I don't think people realize we can see when they logged in and exactly what they did while they were logged in. But He got his training and went through the first two modules and that was it. Yeah. Now, I'm not trying to shift blame. Sure. Honestly, it may have been I'm, a thing that wasn't for him. It but, might not, but the I, onus does not come on you as someone that's providing I, a product. What we offer is technical, and that's difficult. Yeah. Some to some people now to other things I think you know third parties have you know with with uh, and I use WordPress's uh, third party system uh, on some of the plugins they have ratings in it ours is moderately uh, uh, it's in the moderate thing it's not super complicated it's not easy easy drop you know it's it's in the moderate range of sure. complexity when you, you use their metrics uh, but at the end of the day I, I feel bad in this one regard. How many and you, you you read the statistics of all these people that uh, get in all these business opportunities and stuff? They the the reason why biz ops have a terrible name is because people aren't successful in them and they're not successful in them because I think they're dead out of the gate. Yeah, because the attitude they bring into it, and I just and the reason I spend so much time on stuff like this in mindset is is not because I'm trying to listen. I I'm the I can start blaming other people just as good as anybody else. I'm not better than anyone else here. That's not the attitude I'm trying to take. Right. I'm just saying the moment I own my health and say it's up to me to get on that treadmill, it's not up to anyone else. It's the moment I'm going to start seeing results. And, and, and you stay in that mindset, you're, you're stuck. Yeah. Well, bringing it back just a little bit, um, you know, we get into number four. It says get a commitment to excellence. Yes. And I think in our space, which is a business opportunity space, so what we're really relying on is people. We're, we're relying on people that go out and they, they buy our product and they come back and they use our system and some of them make really good money and then some of them turn out like this guy and, you know, didn't give it time, didn't make any money, got a little frustrated, right? Well, in this type of space, though, you know, if you go work for someone, Number one, they're going to pay you less less than what you probably should be paid. That's true yeah. throughout every industry. That's true for just about every job you're going to take. You're going to get less than you probably deserve. You know it. I know it. We all know it. We all know it. But the thing <laughs> but, is. But, 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 but stop right there. But is there anything wrong with that? No. It's, it is. I would expect them to do that. But, but uh, drill a little bit. But why? Because it is their job to make as much money while spending as little money as possible. Well, it is not only, only that. Not only that. But think about this. If you perform this task, task A, whatever it is, you mm-hmm. perform this task, mm-hmm. and the market says when Reagan does this task, the market every time he does it, the market says that task is worth $10. Then if I'm the business owner and I know the task is worth $10, I can't pay Reagan $10 to do it. There's no profit in it. Mm. Sure. How do you keep the lights on? Sure. How do you how do you provide insurance? Sure. How, how, so literally, if you get into the economics of business and you understand why every business has to operate at a thirty five percent gross profit margin, they've done studies on this. Mm-hmm. I can't pay you but three dollars for that task. Sure. Because I've got to have a margin on here. Because at the end of the day, if I'm doing it that way, and by the time I do matching payroll taxes and this and that and that and that and everything else, I might come out with anywhere from a three to five percent gross profit over the whole business is what I might take home. 
is, you know, if you, if you understand business at all. Yeah. I guess I'm coming at it more from a corporate standpoint because most of the background I've worked, they have more capital to lose. There's more capital going into savings. There's but more, to an extent. Sure. I, I guess. So I was trying to tie in maybe 0.5 where we're saying, and, and I'll use an example. Uh, number five is rewards responsibility, right? Yeah, yeah, I get it. But but just to this point, I, I want people to understand from a small business standpoint, because that's our client. Right, right, right. From a small businessman standpoint, that's why I go to Reagan and say, hey, Reagan, you are worth more. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid $3 for something that's worth $10. Sure. And if you had your own tools and started your own business doing task A, you could be making $10 rather than $3. Yeah. That's the whole premise of this business. Right. Well, that's what I was saying. In, in the aspect of if you went to work for someone, you know, they would tell you, I would expect this done by this day. That's, you know, expecting excellence. I want this done this sure, way. Sure, sure, sure. We're coming at it from the opportunity standpoint, though. And so in the case of people like the one that you were talking about earlier, there's no one there to do that. What we're doing is providing training and tools to do something for yourself. Right. Whether it works or not is really entirely up to you. A little bit of luck. A little bit of brains, a lot of hustle. Like, yeah, that's the that's the formula there, you know. Because when I say luck, I'm you know, you can resell our system, but let's say you want to market your own stuff. Well, right. I don't know if yoga mats sell really well in Nevada. I don't. Like, but you just don't, I don't know. know what your product is. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I meant by luck. But, sure, sure, I get it. I get but, it. But in the sense of you know, uh, number four, which was you know, get a commitment to excellence. When you're talking about the entrepreneur, it's really a commitment to yourself. Yes. And so, our commitment that we're saying is we're going to provide this we're going to show you this, we're going to do this. And we did, right? And we make them sign a contractual agreement like right. you had said before. There's a reason that we do that for both parties. You expect to get this stuff because it's happened before where, you know, we set up a site and we forgot to install a plugin that they were supposed to get. Uh, we make mistakes. Absolutely. And the thing is, it's in writing. Hey, you were supposed to get that. You let us know. We go back and we fix it. Yep. Or, hey, I paid for a funnel. My funnel's not working. That's on us. That's on us. We go back. We fix, we that. fix it. That's, you know, you were expecting we to get are, that. We are uh, held accountable to that contract just like you are. Right. But then it, when it comes into people that realistically were window shopping, probably got excited by one of your videos, one of your, and that's awesome. I mean, that's what those are there to do, to draw, draw excitement and show the product. Sure. But you didn't do your own research into, well, what are they going to provide? Well, right. what's it going to, what's the onus on me? What am I going to be doing? Well, the other thing, you know, just to, to tie the, the loose in on, you know, this whole thing about refunds and stuff like that. Uh, we can't because our vendors don't, but he didn't even bring up the fact that we actually offer a guarantee mm. if you will do this. Cause that was right, the thing yeah. I was going back to look at. Cause I'm responding. I said, well, did he do the system? Did he generate the leads like we train? And did he have the activity? There was absolutely outside of two modules watch, no activity. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I guarantee my system. I don't guarantee your effort. Right. You know, and uh, and don't want to beat a dead horse, but really, what what happens here is somebody wanted a trial period, and we don't offer those. So. Well, we can't because oh, we're yeah. not offered trial periods. Well, we can get into the no need how know how of yeah. There's server space that's got to be occupied. There's sites that's got to be built. Uh, API keys that have to be paid for and assigned. Like there's real <laughs> world cost to it, but to save everybody a little bit of money. Oh, it just drives me crazy. But here again, I, you know, it drives me crazy in this one regard. I I don't want I don't ever want my name associated with or my company's name associated with uh, one more reason why people are down on entrepreneurialism mm. and he didn't take the right lesson away yeah that that that's what bothers me I you know the name calling I I care less you know call me whatever uh, you know say whatever you know but 
entrepreneurialism works. Yeah. It does. It just does. And I think I'm a, such a huge believer in it because outside of being able to work for yourself and do your own thing, uh, where would I be? Where would so many other people that I know? Well, that's because you have resolve, though. I think a lot of people that <laughs> we're really keeping it. So we're, we're beating a dead horse, but you are responsible for you. You've taken that to heart and you are responsible for your destiny. If we want to get philosophical. Well, yeah, but how, that's but why there are a lot of people that are not. They they are not, never going to be happy. Well, you're never going to you're never going to yeah, be happy. You will not be happy. It has nothing to do with starting a business or starting with us. It has everything to do with you finding your ultimate potential in your life. Yeah, what you were created for. Well, let's put it this way: if you weren't doing this realistically, I could see you going into law. Just knowing how your brains work, your brain work, brains brain works. Your <laughs> multiple brains. Never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, but let's say you went into that instead. Well, I don't know if anybody knows this, but you don't come from money. Um, you're actually from... Uh, I'm from the opposite of money. You, you owe money, actually. Uh, at least generationally. Uh, but no, so let's say, you know, there's the onus on you, the responsibility on you then becomes, okay, well, you know, did you get good grades? Did you go back to college after you finished school to gain your law degree? Did you try in those classes? Okay, you passed your classes. Now you've made it into law school. You've passed, you know, you've, yeah. you've got accepted. Uh, well, you can't pay for it. Uh, who's who's that going to fall? Oh, it's your responsibility again. And you would go take a loan. And then, well, now that you've got that loan and you've, you know, let's say you finished school, you finished law school. Well, now you got to go work in a law office. You got to start applying for jobs. Who's going to make payments on that, that loan? Yeah. Oh, that's you again. That's responsibility. And so regardless it of- It doesn't if, matter which- if you, Exactly. If you want to take this into entrepreneurialism and owning your own business, buying tools and software, which we offer- and you Marriage, work, relationships. It's everywhere. And everywhere. Every, you know, it's, it's a common, it's like you said, we're fighting human nature. We're though. fighting human nature. Nobody wants it. But get I, it off. I don't like it. It's but heavy. I tell you, how do you get a commitment to excellence? I'll just to, to reel us back in because I feel like I am on my soapbox a little and I apologize. But um, one of the things I did was that 90 day money made guarantee. That is a getting a commitment to excellence. Sure. Because what I've done is I was like, if you do these things the way we train you mm. and you do it for a solid 90 days, we guarantee you a minimum results. Yeah. Because that's where you're going to be starting to operate in excellence. And if you do that, we stand behind it. If not, we don't stand behind anything. Mm. Yeah, because it's just tools. You got to pick it up and use it. And so that's how I've done it in my business. I would encourage other leaders to have real heart to heart conversations right now. Saying, listen, Reagan, you come to work here, you start to work for our company. If you log into your computer at six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, whatever, you take this many uh, clients on, you do this, do this. If you do this for 90 days, here's what we're going to do. Mm. You can expect this. I'm telling you right then, you get a, you're going to get a commitment out of you, mm. me, everybody is going to be committed. Yeah, That's how I've done it in my business. And the people that you've read reports about that's taken off and everything, it's because they've all done the same thing that we're saying. You do this as well, you're going to get the same. Yeah. So that's how I did it was with that 90-day uh, guarantee. Number five, reward responsibility. Rewarding responsibility is important. It's also different from re rewarding results. I like that. For example, mm -hmm. if a team member takes on additional responsibilities and performs them well, you can re reward that by giving them more autonomy or opportunities in the future. This lets them know that they are trusted and valued by the company and which will motivate them to continue taking on new challenges and responsibilities with confidence. Yeah. 
I mean, this is a, this is a great one. I feel like um, this is the one we kind of hear about most because I feel like, in, especially in today's world where there's a lot of just disgruntled workers, yeah, feels like a lot of people are taking on a lot of responsibility and not re- not being rewarded or compensated, you know, f- fairly, quote unquote. Or, uh, but I guess the issue there is, you know, it's not even the issue. What I see in at least my field, um, if you can because you were talking about the percentage, you know, of what your yeah. gross income and versus profit needs to be. If you can, offering more rewards or compensation just makes you more competitive. Right. And so at least in the tech space where I work, everybody wants to work at Google. Everybody yeah. wants to work with Apple. Everybody wants to work with Amazon. And the reason that is they pay more. They pay more. They pay more than anyone else. And by proxy, or I guess, you know, due to that yeah. fact, they have the best coders in the business they have yeah. the best software developers they have they have all the best people because they can offer the most and so this is kind of rudimentary most people probably know this but you know the more you can re- reward someone for their good deeds the more inclined they are to give you good absolutely work, good, good and deeds. i think if if some of the uh, areas of our society uh would uh, adopt that business model mm-hmm. uh I, i'm trying to think of a different word other than the word i'm thinking because it'll tip my cap as to what I'm thinking. But if you could put it in a situation where the employees there uh, can be fired Mm -hmm. if they don't perform at a certain level and they are immensely rewarded if they're performing well and their clients are getting big marks, then, uh, you know, I think that solves a lot of the problems we have in in a big, well, I'll just say it, the the educational system. Sure. You know, I mean, I, I, I think it's reprehensible that you can, do a terrible job and keep a job. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just do. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I don't, that's not a political statement. That's just a business, you know, it's a philosophical. Statement. I just don't get. And then if you can teach a course in a way that more people get it mm. and when they are tested on it, their scores are up, you should be paid out. Yeah. And maybe I can record my lectures put it online and sell it independently and put some on Peterson. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, why not? But you know, you have, you have institutions that are trying to diminish that because they're trying to protect, you've got to come through the front door here and you got to pay this and that. I mean, there's just so many inefficiencies with the terrible business model. So, uh, I love number five reward responsibility. Number six, use responsibility, encouraging words, use responsibility, encouraging words. There are several ways you can encourage others to take responsibility using encouraging words. When giving feedback, use words like I trust you, or I, I know you can do it. These positive phrases will help motivate others to take on more responsibilities and perform better. Use straightforward language too when asking for advice from your employees, colleagues, or friends about situations that has caused conflict within the workplace or home. This will allow them to voice their ideas freely without feeling as though they have been put on the spot by asking a potentially difficult question that could embarrass them in front of other people mm. who may overhear the conversation, such as coworkers. It also gives them an opportunity to correct any misconceptions that will have they will have regarding what happened, uh, you know, during the situation. So I like that in use responsibility, encouraging words, which is I trust you. The reason you're hired is because we trusted you. If yeah. we didn't trust you, we wouldn't have hired you. So I, I like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, this kind of it it revolves, I guess, uh, again around communication styles. But like, you know, I've had I've worked with um, team members that 
they really, really liked when you would do that. They'd go, you know, and say like, I want you to do it because I think you'll do a really good job at it. Yeah. And then you give them the reason why too. Cause the thing is with all of this, make it true. Don't just say that if you don't no, mean yeah. it, but like find, find the guy that, you know, he puts a little extra effort in, pull him to the side or wherever you're working. And I'm like, Hey, do you mind doing this? Um, I'm asking you cause I noticed the other day, you know, you did X, Y, and Z. You didn't have to, but you did it anyway. Um, I, I think you make a good leader here. Yeah. Would yeah. You yeah. Be willing to take on a little more. But then there's also those exceptions where you give anyone a little extra responsibility and um, they, they don't like the pressure. Yeah, they know. sort of fold under the pressure. Yeah. And, and then for those people, you know, make it make it a question. Like, right. would you would you be willing to do this? You, you did a really good job the other day here. We need help in this spot. Um, right. you know, I think you'd be really good. Would you be willing to? And in, in those scenarios, people tend to be more amicable to those types of things. Absolutely. Personality types are different. You got to respect that with communicational styles. Number seven, and finally, analyze the process and pay off taking responsibility. Excellence does not randomly strike like lightning. It's a result of certain acts of responsibility taking. Uh, and the process can be replicated if understood. So it's not enough to acknowledge the other person's excellence. The best way to keep it going is help them understand the reason it, it came about in the first place. Why did things turn out right and how can it be replicated that way? For example, if an individual had an unusually good month in sales, recognize it and ask her why. Did she use a different approach to prospecting or in closing the sales? Did she make more sales calls or approach a different type of clientele? Did she create her own presentation? How did she do it? That's good. Yeah. I think a lot of times in management, you look at the negatives. Yeah. We really, really analyze negatives and things. Why did this go wrong? You know, why did this person not show up? Yada, yada, yada. Um, but if you can also do that exact same thing, but when it's positive, number one, it's it's more of a healthy mindset, I think. Yeah. Looking at the good instead of the bad. Yep. Keeping people encouraged. But on top of that, replicating good behavior. Absolutely. Know? Maybe it was a fluke that you guys did something and it, something was a little off, but it worked out in the in your favor, right? Right. Maybe that's a principle you should adopt or a thing you should start doing. You know what I mean? Uh, Y'all heard me say it. You duplicate what you appreciate. Yep. And so show appreciation when you see good things so that you can get it duplicated in that person as well as other people because a lot of things are, you know, sort of caught rather than taught. Right. And if, if you see little Johnny there or Mr. Johnny getting rewarded all the time because of X, Y, Z, and I want to be rewarded, it stands to reason, well, I'll start doing what Johnny's doing. Right. You know, so it just creates a culture, you know, of, okay, this is how you win around here. Yeah. So I hope those things, those are seven ways that uh, as I was sort of just thinking uh, out loud today and writing some notes down after this uh, cruise we just got back on. <laughs> Good night. Let's uh, see here. So what was it? Six nights, seven days. And out of that, I worked hard. Guys, I worked hard every day at the gym or at the track. Uh, can't outrun a uh, bad diet, though. Can't outrun a donut. That is mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ten pounds. My, I told Bert that. Oh, you day. actually weighed yourself? Yeah, I did. Oh, you. Well, um, I wanted to well, know. Well, a bit of a masochist, aren't you? Well, yeah. I, you know, I, I. I haven't even looked at that scale. I did. I tried to come out of the closet. I kicked it back in. I said, <laughs> get the. No. <laughs> Next week, maybe. I, I, the voice, if we're good. <laughs> yeah. The voice I have, my self talk is in the language of Bill Burr. Oh, that's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I know <laughs> it is. <laughs> you like that donut? Do you like that donut? Get on that treadmill. You, <laughs> you got to be paying for it. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that's what motivates me. I have to be yelled at a little bit. Yeah. You've become responsible with your body. I have, I have, and so I'm trying to exercise better choices. 
Uh, here's a philosophical question. Uh, you know, I'm thinking things out loud and just considering things. Uh, sounds simple at first. Are hot dog sandwiches. Cereal soup. Are all behaviors choices? Are all behaviors choices? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say yeah. Hmm. Are all behaviors choices well so let's break that down we agree that some behaviors are subconscious yes mm, i agree behavior right. is like I something you act out teaches right do what now? behavior is something you act out right a behavior it's not just thoughts but yes like, it's what you yeah. perform right in word deed action something that's a choice right i would say i mean thoughts you can't really okay so I would think I would have to say yes. I think all behaviors are choice. Yeah. Um, but more specifically, I think holding a mindset can lead to certain behaviors that you're not cognizant of. You can you can be doing things that are bad for you. Yeah. Not realizing they're bad for you, which right. cause you to do bad things that you don't realize are bad. Right. And in, by that nature, you are making a choice, but you're not aware of the effects. It's not of a conscious choice. choice. Right. Yeah, and that's where I, I sort of delineated it as well. I yeah. was thinking that today. I was like, everything that we do is a choice, but it might not be an active choice. And what I mean, like you were saying, is I chose to believe something years ago, and I kept believing it, and now it's a subconscious attitude I have towards something. And my behavior, some of my behaviors are not even me consciously deciding to do that is right. just a paradigm that i have adopted yeah over years and years of repeating you know certain thoughts ideas yeah and belief systems that now and uh you know that's a fancy way of saying i'm in a habit i was about to say i was like i think what we we're hitting home a lot in this particular episode but also some of our i was listening to our older episodes and we talk a lot lately just about good habits I, I just think it's. It a, seems so basic, right? It's like, it hey, seems you should so do. Basic. You should do the right thing, but do it more than once. <laughs> like, like well, maybe, yeah. maybe keep doing the same thing. That's good. But Dude, I'm, it's so hard to do that, right? Like we're we're not always cognizant of what the good habit is, and then even if we are, in your case, for example, you are not. Uh, you are not ignorant to the fact that you ate poorly. No, it wasn't, a, it wasn't an intellectual issue. Right. You understood. Yeah. But you did not have the habit of making the good choice. It the, Your habit was making the wrong choice. Yeah. And it's so much easier when you're in the habit of something to just keep doing it. Because I, I, I always do it. This is what I do. I do this thing. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Good habits are important. Yeah. I was... Uh, just, business, uh, health, mindset. Business, too. health, and everything. You know... Um, just studying all this stuff and I'm reviewing some stuff that I've, I've studied and I'm going back and studying because I think as you study things, you get a fresh perspective because life experiences are informing newer and deeper ideas yeah. of, of some things. That you, you think about things differently coming back. You five think years about later. things differently because you're, you're hopefully you're you're more mature. Uh, you're better. Yeah, hopefully. You're growing up. Unless it's the case of like uh, algebra, for example. Mm -hmm. I'm doing some algebra now for some college courses. God help you. And I'm going, oh, wow. 
I don't remember any of this. I don't. Oof. I, I did this all I the time, and I couldn't that. tell you what this is. Yeah. But, you know, I've heard it said in sales, uh, the context of sales training, and now I'm studying, you know, some of this stuff in psychology that, you know, all decisions, all decisions are, 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 are made emotionally. All decisions. Every decision you make is an emotional decision. And see, that bothered me for many, many years when I'd hear that. And I thought that was just puffery and, and you know, uh, you know, woo woo stuff. But it's true. They even did brain scans and stuff. There's a neuroscience behind this because I understanding MBTI and all that stuff. Uh, you know, I know that there is a value based decision making and there is logic based decision making. And I always took pride in the fact that I was very strong in a logic-based decider. Your mother is a value-based judger. You're a value-based judger. Uh, but uh, I always thought, well, and not that there's anything wrong with that. I was just like, that's not me. I'm know? judgmental. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's good. But uh, here's here's how that comes into play. Um. You make a decision, and then you use logic, analytics, facts, hard, concrete stuff to back up the decision you made. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You buy a car because you love it. Something about that car, you emotionally, something happened. And yeah. then you start saying, well, it gets this kind of gas mileage. It has this kind of rating, and da, da, da. And then you, all the analytical stuff comes Everyone in. has their biases. That's exactly right. Yeah. Everyone has. Are we just, some people might be a little bit more conscious. I think you are probably more conscious of your biases. I try to be. I, I, I think try. I'm more conscious of my biases as well. I try to be. I understand. Uh, We're probably a little, t I think you and I probably just, in, uh, us three actually all enjoy arguing and stuff though. Yeah. Yeah. So that. I like grappling with ideas. Not. I don't like, I don't like arguing in the. Uh, I like the sport of arguing. I don't like fussing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just like to fuss too. I don't. Lie. I, my part is I like learning. I think sure. a better way is I like to yeah, learn. Yeah. And if you hold a different idea than I do and can articulate it in a way that makes me stop and think, mm -hmm. well, wait a minute. And you can start poking holes in my ideas. Then it's causing me to learn, which I enjoy. Mm. I think the reason why certain topics get real heated is because people identify with their politics and their religion, you know, and, and so to that extent, the person feels personally attacked. Yeah. You know, and that, so that you always have to guard yourself when you're talking to people in those areas that they're not attacking you personally. Yeah. They're attacking uh, the, the, the ideas of that particular philosophy has. Yeah. And that's hard to do sometimes, you know. Yeah. Uh, but to to close the loop on this, uh, I was that was my idea today in preparing for this podcast, talking about taking on responsibility and being okay with it. And honestly, I don't feel like you'll ever find true happiness and contentment until you take responsibility for your own life, your professional life, your personal life, and everything else. Yeah. But then, how do you get people to see that? And how do you communicate that in a way that doesn't come across preachy, doesn't come across judgmental, doesn't come across like I'm better than anybody. Just 
no, this is this is the way to think about things. And that's what came up with those seven ideas. And then that led to, well, does every uh, every action that I take, every behavior that I have, is it a choice? Hmm. Because I was trying I was trying to give the devil his dues. Right, sure. Devil's because, advocate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to because you 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 hear it in these defense cases all the time. Well, you can't convict him. He's crazy. He can't go to death. Yeah, he did all this horrific stuff, but blah, 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 blah. And that's the defense that's 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 reason. And then they'll bring in psychiatrists and psychologists and all these other experts and everything. And then well, ironically enough, we kind of just talked about it, but what do they get into in those law cases? You know, you can't just say he's crazy. They have to say, oh, he's schizophrenic. Or oh, it's a very specific a specific because just by definition, let's say you know take go shoot up a place. Right, right, right. right. By definition, you're probably not the most healthy person. Well, right? of course, nobody in their right mind does exactly. And so that's why we look. F- uh, well, now now I'm getting more political, but that's why maybe possibly a defense attorney would look for a very specific type of illness. It's like, well, not only was he not. Uh, you know, not as he emotionally mind. well. He also couldn't make the cognitive choice because he thinks there's people around him at all times. He's schizophrenic, right. or someone else made this action. I mean, then, you know, yeah. it, it's the way to take the onus off, take the responsibility right. off. Right. Yeah. But it's all in context with the the the, the and it's almost because we all agree we all, like we're 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 leveling like how much was he in charge of his choices? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. We're, we're playing right. that game. It's like right. Well, you know, how much of it was how his much was yeah. he uh, able to take on? Yeah. Uh, responsibility and that's a that's a that's a tough question i get it and all this but to the average person that's not suffering from some sort of you know major mental disorder right uh yes you 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 can choose yeah and to the extent that you find yourself doing things that you weren't uh, here's where here's a great exercise Uh, challenge yourself all the time why do i believe that Mm. Why do I believe that? Yeah, because you will find there are so many things that you do. You what we we do what we believe. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're. It's to me that's a philosophical uh, belief I have, which is that your beliefs informs your activities. The reason why you see people coming into our company and they don't do anything, and they throw their hands up and they, you know. Well, they came in with a belief system already that wasn't addressed. Yeah. The belief system typically is it's got to be easy or it's got to be done this way for me in order for me to be successful. And my argument is it's not going to be done your way. It's not going to be done. It's not going to be easy for you sometimes. Sometimes some of this stuff's going to be incredibly easy for you. Some of it's not. It doesn't matter if it's easy or not. This is the way you have to do it. And if you'll do it this way, I guarantee you get results. Yeah. But that's challenging, and so the idea is take responsibility for that, mm-hmm. take ownership in that. You know, I might not have been born with, you know, a vertical like you know, name your favorite player, but how can I get that ball in that basket for my game? Yeah, and to make it, you know, make it your game. Yeah, but at the end of the day, the ball's got to get in the basket. We can't change the rules. Yeah. That's the way the game's played. <laughs> well, the cool and funny thing about it is like more responsibility. It not always, but most of the time when we think about it, you think about more stress or uh, more to worry about because by its nature, you know, you, you're taking on more um, onto your plate. 
So you have to think about that stuff more and you have to juggle more stuff. And so by its nature, you would think you're more stressed. But in a lot of ways, I found that like more responsibility actually added to more freedom. Absolutely. More confidence. And you just hit on something. You're going to like this. Why do we eat too much, drink too much, do drugs, uh, get <laughs> get problems with uh, sexual stuff and all this stuff? Why do people get... Because they're fun. Okay. Like, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. That made me feel good. <laughs> Because I like it. <laughs> no, because you're trying to relieve stress. Life is painful. Life is stressful. And here's yeah. something I enjoy. Oh, so kind of true. Cause, okay. Because they're fun. Sure. Okay, fine. Great. Why don't, why do we not diet? Why do we not work out? Why do we not? Because uh, they're hard. Decide. they're not. not because hard. it adds stress. Yeah. yeah. Right? It adds stress. For me to to live a moral, pure life, for me to to abstain from things I shouldn't, for me to work out, for me to do all these things I should do, it's stressful. Yeah. To do the other, relieve stress, right? Yeah. So I'm always tempted to do. So here's the thing. Uh, when I started working out, one of the craziest things ever happened to me in this regard Um. I found that me wanting and choosing to take on the stress actually relieved the stress. Now, I, I, that sounds so... No, I, I see what you're saying. I, can I... Yeah, please. So I think part of what that is psychologically is um, instead of... When I, when I talk to Alicia, when I talk to my wife and we talk about you know managing stress... I used an analogy one time with her where when we don't address things that bother us, when we have things that are eating away at us and we put it on the back burner, what we're really doing is like just throwing it in the closet or under the bed. Right. It's still there. It's just hidden for now. Right. But what happens when you pick up more stress and you're not addressing that either? Where does it go? It goes in the closet and under the bed. Well, your closet and your bed have a lot less space than just cleaning the damn thing up or throwing it away, right? right? Doing that mental cleanliness where you go, what do I keep? What do I throw away? Right. Right. And so eventually, and you know, this is the case with a lot of people. So this isn't me singling anyone out, but it's like a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this. When you bottle that stuff up or you don't address it, it overflows at an inconvenience. At right. A, at a time, at you, a weren't time prepared. you didn't choose. Right. In it's, a way you didn't want. It's, here's this thing that I wasn't, planning on taking but it life happens i'm trying to put it where i always put it in the closet but now the closet is full it just opened up and everything's falling out and so now not only am i you know i'm hysterical about whatever you this articulated is articulated that so well but everything else is coming out too and yes. so when you work out when you eat clean when when you do things that you know are good for you when but you've you been putting off intentionally add stress now on your terms your time your way you're addressing it when it needed to be addressed and and and, and then in that sense Number one, it diminishes the stress. It diminishes it. It start, it, and now you've got more space. You yes, know? you've got more space to like. Maybe I can't deal with it right now, but I prom- like tomorrow the, we're talking about this. Or right. Or I ate really bad on this cruise, um, but at the moment I get back home, I'm gonna be. I'm oh gonna mad. be hitting it hard. Oh mad, baby, one meal a day. It's, oh mad. It's you know, <laughs> it, but in that in that sense, when you're addressing it when it needs to be, or not even when it needs to be addressed, but when you can address it. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're freeing your plate up. You're, Absolutely. You're making it easier on yourself. Absolutely. So, and I think at the end of the day, that's why when we talk about 
take on more responsibility. That's why I think so many people just buttoning this up, they run from it because we are all stressed. And to hear anybody say, take on more responsibility, it's just like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's the key to feeling more relaxed, more more enjoyable is not actually laying on the couch. It's actually getting up and putting your body under stress. It is. And it's just I know that it's just so counterintuitive. No, nah, it but here again, we're well, going against yeah. human nature. Yeah. We're going against human but but isn't that amazing how it applies in every part yeah. of life? Yeah, and the thing is you start to see it more too when you're regularly addressing your problems, like as you should, when you're regularly going to the gym and you're facing it head on. Yeah. You're way more conscious of when you start falling into bad habits. Absolutely. You're way more aware of like, oh, I feel worse today. Oh, I haven't ran in a week. Oh, I had fast food every night for dinner last week. Oh, I've got three papers I haven't even touched, and I know I'm supposed to do them. I had time to do them, but I was just late. Like, but but, but the fact that you're thinking about that already shows like you've built good habits. Don't ignore your barriers you have naturally set up. They're there for a reason. My joints on Thursday started hurting again, mm. and it hadn't hurt that way in a year and a half. You think gout? It wasn't gout. It wasn't getting to that level, uh. but I was telling your mom, I was like, I'm starting to, not not to the degree, but some of the aches and pains I used to have all the time, yep. I'm feeling for the first time in two years. Mm. And it just occurred to me, I'm eating a lot more carbs. Mm. I'm eating a lot more yeah. in general. And as soon as I just backed away from that, I mean, it's already gone now. Yeah. And that's, the, that's what you're talking about. When you yeah. just re- repeatedly create good habits mm. in your mindset, and in your activities, in every walk of life, you'll start feeling the difference. And and it'll make you go, how did I put up with the way I was? Because I was doing things subconsciously. Yeah. Here again, yeah. I, I was, yes, behavior's a choice. Yeah. But I was so much on autopilot, and that's why you got to get those new neurons, those new synapses going, those new routines going. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's amazing how your whole attitude toward a certain topic or certain thing that can change maybe we're this i don't mean this as a dig maybe we're slightly autistic maybe we I do think so we, uh, <laughs> maybe we do think a little bit about like why am i doing it this way why do i do the things that i do but realistically though those are those are good thoughts that's self-awareness and i think yeah. that's the highest pinnacle yeah. of living yeah i honestly i believe everybody if you could get i think it takes courage to look yourself in the face and say you're not all that buddy and here's where you're wrong. Yeah. And only you can do that. In the Bible, David says, search me, O God, and see if there's any iniquity. What, you know, in a psychological sense, what he's talking about, he's praying. And I think that's why meditation and all this stuff is so important. He's praying, where am I missing it? Because what is sin, River? Missing the target. Missing the target. That's all it is. There is an optimal, there is a precise way of doing something. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean you're always going to hit the target. Yeah. But when you're off the target, having the courage of saying, okay, I'm a little left to center here. Now, why am I left to center? Well, because I shoot it that way. Well, why not I shoot it that way? Well, I was always told, well, why do you believe what you were told? Because mm-hmm. my father told me, well, why, what was going on in your father? You just start digging, 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 yeah. digging, digging, digging. And then all of a sudden, but it takes courage because there's things back there that maybe you don't want to address. Yeah. Because maybe you have to admit something. Or maybe you have to confront something. Mm. Or maybe, you know, but I'm telling you, it's the highest pinnacle of living. 
and it will make you successful in every area of your life. And to the degree I'm not successful yet is to the degree I haven't been able to go that level yet Mm. by choice. But it's amazing. Business, health is nothing more than the visible manifestation, the fruit of seeing what someone has done internally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, what you see at the gym, me the the consistency there, I I, I can now say with a hundred percent certainty has nothing to do with actual activity I'm doing at the gym. Has everything to do with me having to really wrestle some demons uh, mm. internally. Because it's it's the the attitude uh, that had to change before uh, the activity changed me uh, me going there. Mm-hmm. now it's easy to go there man i want to go there right now now i'm 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 actually i, I told you that two years ago i said yeah but i thought you was full of crap i still think you're full <laughs> of crap but not on that issue I, but I, I, will I, you admit though that i was right i, I think I, I, even said, I think i said it on a podcast i said with your personality type you're gonna start going and you're gonna see a little bit of change and you're gonna start feeling a little better and then you're gonna get competitive with yourself you're like well i could I did this many miles today. I could do this many miles tomorrow. Or you lift something. You're like, yeah. oh, I lifted this. I could lift a little bit more tomorrow. And you keep doing it. And you keep doing it. And I even said, I was like, the other thing that you are is obsessive. You're a little obsessive when it comes to you found a thing that you can dig into. Yeah. You like digging into things. And there is so much about healthy living well, when it the, comes to your body. My, my attitude and mindset was so entrenched and ingrained one way. Sure. There's no way that's basically you telling a conservative evangelical Christian that, hey, you keep doing this, you're going to be a liberal atheist. Yeah. yeah. Or vice versa, telling a liberal atheist that you keep doing this. And I had to stop watching Teletubbies, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that, the, but I'm saying that's yeah. the degree of shift, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, that I would have had to and did, you know, but, uh, the whole heart of this episode, for those still listening, <laughs> all three of you, <laughs> all two of you are still listening, is it has nothing to do with me uh, trying to throw shade at anyone that uh, is is struggling or feeling uh, stressed. Yeah, it, the the heart here is encouraging you. I know that you've probably, because statistically speaking, the numbers are are what they are. There's nobody that has been born on planet Earth that hasn't been touched by life. So everybody listening from the sound of my voice has a reason why not to take on responsibility and be justified to be justified. Hey, I was born into this. This is my situation or this is what happened or da 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 da. But the moment you can put all of that and say, but even in spite of that, I am going to from henceforth be responsible for my life. Mm. my results i'm going to do what it takes uh ray edwards posted something the other day and i almost was going to title this podcast uh after this he says as an entrepreneur i have decided i am 100 percent to blame and that was that was the opening salvo i'm 100 percent to blame on what my business does i'm 100 percent to blame on how well i do how poorly i do i'm 100 percent to blame on if I bought a, uh, a service from a vendor and it didn't turn out to be what it was supposed to be advertised, doesn't matter. I should have done due diligence. And he's taking on the mindset, you know, and it's, it's what I've had to do. And that's what I'm trying to convey to my people. 
when we bring these tools on. Sometimes WordPress brings something on and it just don't work right. Now, I don't make excuses. No one's ever heard me say, hey, you know, I said, yep, we'll fix that. Yeah. Even though from a technical standpoint, I just bought something that didn't work. Yeah. Technically. Sure. Because the thing's broken and it's got a conflict with this and they said they fixed it. Mm-hmm. But to my client, I'll take that. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to suspend your admin fee this, this, this month. And we've done that before because it's conflict. Yeah. 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 Why? Ray Edwards. Cause I'm 100% to blame. I think that's a, no, it's a great mindset to have first of all, but I think that's also something kind of behind the scenes. People don't know about a lot, but like anytime that there's a mistake on, you know, our business end, more often than not, it's a, not us. Uh, uh, it's not us, and we're typically the ones to make it right, even though it wasn't. You, you know? know, so it's just. But you, that's the mindset you gotta have if you're ever going to experience the top level, the top pinnacle of whatever area of life you're going after. Whether it be, we're we're talking business and some health now, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, you, you know, you counsel with couples and they're always the 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 whole counseling session starts off with well he's doing this and she's doing that she's doing you know forget about it it's not 50 50 it's 110 110 yeah you know you know true love is is i'm going to do this regardless of what you do this is what you can expect from me every day i hold myself responsible this is what i'm doing and stop thinking about what they're doing that's hard to do yeah that's very hard to do but after 20, almost 27 years, 28 years of marriage, you, that's what you signed up for, buddy. Yeah. You don't do it. You know, don't buy it if you can't pay for it. <laughs> 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 All right. I hope everyone enjoyed today's podcast. We had a great time and hope you got something out of it. I hope it was encouraging. Uh, if you are looking to go to the next level, join us over at TerryWilson3.com. We have a membership that's been going on for over 14 years, over 3,500 affiliates and reps out there that is uh, either reselling our products, goods, and services or using our products, goods, and services. We would love to help you go to the next level. Until next time, we will see you later. Thank you for listening to our show today. If you have any questions or would like to speak with us about your goals, then please call or text us at 864-507-9696. Reach out to us online at terrywilson3.com.